0: Hello, my fellow office warriors, and welcome to Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart, where HR and management meet snark, sass, and a treasure trove of unforgettable tales. We'll dive deep into the wild world of human resources and management like never before. We unwrap the juiciest HR and management stories, tackling the real, the ridiculous, and the utterly outrageous. From hiring horror stories to office romance debacles, we spill the tea on everything HR and management related, all while sharing practical tips and tricks for navigating the corporate maze. Dear HR Diary is the unfiltered truth you wish they taught in management school. We prove that behind every HR policy is a story waiting to be told and solutions to be created. Stay tuned for a roller coaster ride through the thrilling, sometimes baffling, world of HR and management, served with a generous dose of humor and heart. Welcome back to another episode of Dear HR Diary, brought to you by Manage With Heart. I'm your host, Dawn Hart, and I'm here to talk about the interesting world of ageism. Yes, I might be wearing my butt vocals reading my notes, but I definitely can relate to ageism. And today we're going to spend some time talking about challenges inside surrounding age diversity in the workplace. So let's dive into this topic. So turn up your hearing aids or grab your bifocals in case you need to take notes. And let's talk about what ageism actually is. This specific episode was actually prompted by some TikToks that I've been watching about some people that have actually actually been out looking for job jobs and the struggle that they've had, and they really feel like it's been based on their age. So I did some research, and according to research provided by SHRM, which is a society of human resource management, kind of like uh trade association for all of us crazy HR people, approximately 30% of workers in the U.S. have experienced unfair treatment based on their age at some point in their career. And out of these individuals, 72% have admitted that such mistreatment has made them contemplate quitting their jobs. No, thank you. Like, we shouldn't be basing any type of employment decisions on how old or relatively how young someone is. You know, further, the data that was collected between February and April 2023, so, you know, a little less than a year ago, carries significant importance due to the ongoing trend of delayed retirement. And a lot of that stemmed from people not leaving the workplace because COVID or the pandemic has set everything back, you know, several years or people are not quite wanting to retire or even to the fact that medication or better living has allowed people to live longer. So, you know, more and more individuals are opting out of retiring and continuing to work beyond that retirement age. And with the way the economy is and with the rate inflation is growing. You know, people are putting off retirement, and I think we'll continue to see that along with that emergence of multi-generational workplace. So we'll see more and more um, people coming into the workplace younger, like we call them Gen Zers, Zillennials, you know, lots of terms for this incoming work group. But how are they being discriminated against? The people that are the baby boomers, or even myself, I'm a Gen Xer, and so I live this Ageism now and, and witnessed it firsthand. I've included an article link, um, in our show notes that talks about this impact of ageism in the workplace. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but let's describe it. What is ageism? Ageism refers to the prejudice or discrimination against individuals or groups based on their age, typically involving stereotypes and biases. It can impact any age person. But it's also associated with negative attitudes towards, shall I say it, older adults. And the workplace ageism can pop up in different ways. So stereotyping, the belief in stereotypes or generalizations about individuals based on their, based on their age. For example, maybe you're assuming that older workers are technologically incompetent. Yeah. On the flip side, younger workers lack experience. Discrimination in hiring actually comes about, there was a law that was passed in 1967, and I'll include the link in the show notes to the Department of Labor, but it's the ADEA, which stands for the Age Discrimination Employment Act of 1967, and this protects certain applicants and employees, and I know this might surprise you because I ask a lot of times when I'm coaching or I'm working with managers, I'm like, do you have any idea what that age is? Like, what is the age that is considered discrimination in the 1967 ADEA? And it may surprise some of you, it's actually 40. So if you are in your 30s, <laughs> you can even be experiencing ageism as you get closer to that big four, uh, what do they say? 40 is the new like 20, I don't know. I loved my forties. I had fun in my forties. I've had fun in my fifties too. So I do, however, can admit that I've actually seen some discrimination or some different treatment that has resulted based on someone's age. And, and I guess that's probably why that TikTok rang true to me when I was seeing multiple people talk about being passed over for a, you know, due to their age. Now, can they prove it? A lot of times they can't, but. When you see people say such things as, Oh my gosh, they're overqualified or they want too much money or they're not going to stay. If they get another job, those are all comments or, you know, basically behaviors that could be construed as ageism. Uh, there's promotional and career opportunities that sometimes ageism can impact. Maybe people feel like older workers. Or people more advanced in their career, however you want to phrase it, uh, maybe ever look for promotions because they feel like these people are getting closer to retirement. But if you revert back to what I just said when I started this podcast, was older workers are delaying retirement, harassment that could take place in the work environment, such as derogatory comments, jokes, or negative behaviors targeting individuals based on their age. And can contribute to a hostile work environment and can constitute age-based harassment. So harassment doesn't have to be necessarily sexual harassment or creating a hostile work environment. It could be like age harassment. That could be like making fun of somebody because they're like the old timers, or it could be making comments like calling them gramps or you don't know anything because you're a, you know, gray haired lady. It's, there's all kinds of comments that we sometimes think are funny and can really turn out to be age-directed that you probably don't even realize. Or maybe lack of inclusivity. The workplace may, may not be inclusive to employees of all age groups. Uh, you know, age group goes into that part of creating diverse work environments. You don't have to be from a different race, a different religion, a different nationality to create a diverse workplace. Age can c- fall into that sometimes early retirement pressures. Some older employers may feel pressured to retire early because they feel like that they are no longer abuse. You know, I didn't realize ageism was really that big of a deal until I started witnessing it from some of my friends. And as the layoffs um, have gotten greater across the United States, really seeing people struggle with having to find jobs and competing with younger people in the marketplace. That's really when I'm starting to see some of it. I had a manager call me up a, a few weeks ago, needed some help. They had recently been laid off and they were struggling trying to find a job and they sent me their resume. And unfortunately it was like four pages long. And it went back to when they stepped that they were doing like 10, 15, almost 20 years ago. And basically I said, you're being overlooked because you have all this experience, which is fantastic. But your resume, first of all, is extremely long and no one really cares what you did less than, you know, more than 10 years ago. We just do Technology changes so quickly that what you were doing 20 years ago isn't prevalent to what you're doing today. So really looking at taking out that piece, maybe that is preventing you or people are just deeming that you're using my air quotes here, overqualified or want too much money. So how do we break those stereotypes? Well, first, let's talk about some common, let's explore some common stereotypes associated with different age groups. Like I said, there are actually five generations now in the workplace. And the first one we're going to talk about is the younger individuals or the millennials and Gen Zs. So you know, they're very tech savvy. Some of them, particularly Gen Z lack uh, experience. I have my own little Gen Z at home. She's freshman in college. She is extremely tech savvy. She literally can program anything and not think twice about it. it. Literally takes her 10 seconds to figure stuff out where, where it usually takes me a lot longer. I mean, sometimes we got this new fancy remote and I'll just hand it to her. I'm like, Hey, can you figure this out? And she's like, wait, what's this TV? don't you just watch it from your phone? So that's been funny. Some misconceptions about that generation is that they're entitled or lazy. They're, you know, the workplace thinks that they need to pay their dues or they're too lazy. They don't want to work. I hear that a lot. These people don't want to go back to work or that they're job hoppers. So suggesting that those younger workers frequently change jobs because they lack commitment. What I find interesting about that is That whole adage of we need to stay longer at our jobs and that loyalty is, is like waning. People don't want to stay at their jobs for long periods of time. If your company is not offering what your younger employer employee is wanting, they will find another job. And nowadays job hopping is a lot more common than it used to be. I know when I started in the work environment, you wouldn't really even consider anybody that hadn't been at their job for you know longer than five years. And nowadays, the average tenure is like 18 months. So having somebody be at their job two, three, and four years is a lot longer than what maybe even a Gen Z will stay at. And those middle-aged em- employees are also part of your workplace. Now, middle-aged individuals are in their 40s or 50s and sometimes there's assumption that they might go through a midlife crisis um, that they're resistant to change, that they don't like new technologies, which I think is interesting because Gen X, you know, we are that sandwich generation where we started, with the internet, learning about the internet, we had dial-up. I know some people that are Gen Zs listening to this, or maybe even millennials are like, dial what? What's a, what's a dial-up? I remember that I couldn't make phone calls if my dad was on the computer because the computer would crash and then I would get in trouble. That would be bad. So middle age individuals, sometimes they're stable but stagnant, and it's basically like they are stable in their careers, but sometimes they plateau in their growth. Again, just an assumption. And then the older individuals, baby boomers, also can include those Gen Xers. It just depends on kind of when they were born is technology incompetent. So maybe they don't know how to run a computer. That's the assumption. They don't know how to run a computer. You know, my mom can run a computer and an iPad with, you know, the next best person. She she does a fabulous job at it. But sometimes people assume that because she's older, she has no idea how to do it. Or that maybe they're perceived as resistant to changes. And so they, you know, can't, they'll add it, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which really isn't true. So, or they could be approaching retirement, assumption that older workers are preparing for retirement and may lack a long term commitment as well. So, you know, we wanna be careful assuming that everyone within a particular age group shares the same characteristics because that's not entirely true. In fact, if I compare myself and my husband, who's also a Gen Xer, he is closer to baby boomer. He is very much loyal to a company, has a lot of longevity. He is very respectful of authority, but he also is a a strong leader. Whereas I'm like, if I don't like it, then I'm going to find something that I do like. So I tend to be a little bit more job hopper, if you will, less committed to loyalty Unless there is a company that I am gaining insight and valuable knowledge, unless I have somebody that is very supportive. And thankfully, I do have a lot of managers and a lot of people I work with that are extremely supportive. I've included a link to an AARP article on 10 things you should know about age discrimination, because I think it's very important that you understand if you are in one of those age groups or like you're being discriminated what that looks like, and then possibly if you are in a younger age group, you could understand what could be construed as age discrimination. Of course, we want to make sure that we are being supportive of anybody that works in our company, no matter their age, race, religion, sexual orientation. We shouldn't be making stereotypes or making snap judgments on people. Believe it or not, there are successful companies out there that really value age diversity in their workplace. I did some research when I was putting this together and found some great companies. IBM has a great initiative to promote diversity and inclusion, especially in age diversity. The company actually focuses on a workplace culture that values employees of all ages and backgrounds. They created a mentorship program that really pairs recent college graduates with employees that have been in their career significantly longer. And what they have found is this huge success between this knowledge transfer that's going on between the older generation and the younger generation, because if you're not getting that knowledge transfer, then you're going to have a lot of that retire and you will not be prepared we have looked at Walmart, you know, the door greeters and the older people that actually work at Walmart. I think that's fabulous that there are people that come in and continue to work well into their eighties and nineties. And they, I actually was talking to, there's a door greeter that is a Walmart that's really close to me. And I was actually talked to him and his name is Robert and talked to Robert. And he said, you know, I could retire. And it wouldn't be a problem, but I really, really would miss the interaction that I have. I don't do this Walmart job because I need a paycheck. I do this Walmart job because I get the opportunity to meet new people every day. I get to talk to people every day. I get to high five these young kids that come through the door and give me a smile or the ones that run up and see me you know, once a week and give me a hug. He goes, that's why I do it. It's this continued connection That I have and I get to come to work every day. And believe it or not, he was, he's 82 years old and he works three days a week. And he said it fills his cup. And I think if we just assumed Robert at age 82 was ready to, you know, hit the golf court, golf course and, you know, go play 14 rounds of golf every week, we would lose out on that human interaction. So it's again, a connection that he has. The opportunity to do every day. And we just didn't make the assumption that Bob didn't want to work. So, how do you combat ageism? If you're experiencing ageism right now, what do you do? Well, you want to make sure you're staying updated on your skills. How do you do that? It's taking an Excel class, maybe it is getting online and going to YouTube and studying up on new technologies. Uh, Maybe it's picking up multiple books at the library or at Barnes & Noble at a bookstore and staying updated on those skills. You want to make sure that you're emphasizing your accomplishments and contributions. Uh, This demonstrates your value that you bring to an organization. You also want to share your success stories that showcase your skills and experience. If you are working on a resume right now, look at your resume and identify those achievements that you've had or those success stories that you've been able to do. Seek feedback. I think feedback is critical. And I'm going to talk about feedback in a podcast, in an upcoming fo- podcast, and how to effectively deliver feedback to people and how to effectively receive feedback. I had somebody tell me, manager, tell me that feedback is a gift. Sometimes you want to return it. Sometimes you want to keep it and use it. But it's always, if you look at it as a gift, I think that's really going to change your insight to it. And seek Mentorship. Maybe you need to find a mentorship with a colleague of a different age. I encourage anyone that is in an older age group to have a younger mentor and an older mentor. I actually have both. I have several younger mentors, mentees that I mentor on an ongoing basis. Shout out to, I know a couple of them actually listen to my podcast, so shout out to them. And then I have a couple older people that I work with that are, one of them is 10 years older than I am, and one of them is 15 years older than I am, and both have tremendous business insight into what makes a successful leader. And then another one does some mentoring for some HR stuff that I have questions at. Um, she's always, always got this valuable insight into how to approach Different techniques when it comes to employing HR practices. And she's just an amazing human being and has a world of experience. Maybe you need to document instances of age of ageism. Maybe you keep a record if you feel like it could be happening and that documentation includes dates, times, people, that kind of stuff. And, and maybe it's a conversation that you have with your manager where you have a conversation with the human resources department communicate assertively. So you want to make sure that you're communicating your thoughts, ideas, and contribution. You know, you don't want to be a doormat and you want to be assertive in expressing your values and expertise without being confrontational. You don't want to be viewed as the angry old woman. Someone called me that once when I was in line at Walmart when they cut me off and I said, I'm I'm standing here. And they said, they said, you're just an angry old woman. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not angry. Second of all, I don't think I'm old. And third, you're the one that cut in front of me. So, (laughs) uh, you want to make sure you know your rights. So, familiar familiarize yourself with workplace policies and regulations. And then, you know, you want to make sure that you're you're addressing it because sometimes you have to be your own personal advocate. And by engaging yourself with or educating yourself and being an advocate for yourself, that will help combat ageism. Now, if you're a company. There are things that you want to make sure that you have in place. First, look at your policies and procedures. I am not your typical black and white HR or manager. I, I policies help keep you on track, um, but you want to make sure that they're not prohibiting you from having a good, strong work environment. And you want to make sure that you're providing training programs for your employees at all levels, because I think this helps raise awareness. This definitely helps raise awareness when it comes to how your employees are understanding what ageism is and what it looks like. Have inclusive hiring practices. So make sure that your job descriptions are free from age bias language. If you have questions about what age bias language is, reach out. I'm happy to answer that question for you. Promote equal opportunities. So across the board, a- promote those opportunities for career development, training, and promotions. You never know who might be interested in learning a new skill or being an ex-supervisor. Again, I think mentorship's important. If you have the opportunity within your organization to offer a mentorship or a cross-generational collaboration, 100% one hundred percent. Highly encourage you to do that because to me, it just it fosters this collaboration between different generations, and it helps that knowledge transfer that is critical for your organization to continue to be successful. Provide regular feedback and performance reviews. Address age related languages and jokes. Now, I am not the buzzkill going to you know be. This is not a fun working work environment, but there should be a zero tolerance policy for age-related jokes or derogatory language. What that does is promote a respectful and inclusive communication communication culture, and I think that's incredibly important. You know, some things that I've also seen are employer resource groups that focus on age group diversity. These groups provide support. They help promote understanding and contribute to shaping inclusive policies. You know, if you have the opportunity to put together benefits package for your organization, age inclusive benefits are really, really fantastic. In fact, I'm seeing things nowadays where benefit brokers are actually coming up with packages that cater to the diverse needs of employees at different life cycle, life stages in their lives. So if you, are younger, maybe you're about to start a family. So your needs for benefits are going to look completely different than say mine, I'm an empty nester. I don't have family that's on my benefits, but maybe I need to look at retirement benefits or how quickly I need to ramp up my savings accounts Um, versus maybe there is an older person that works in my workplace that isn't ready to retire, but needs would like more PTO so they can travel to go see their grandkids, or maybe they just want to travel to those beautiful golf courses and play 14 rounds of golf. I think you should also look at things such as elder care support, again, phased retirement options, and of course, health and wellness programs are huge when it comes to different benefits that you can offer across the age groups that you have within your company. You know, maybe look at your age group. What's your average age in your organization and what do your employees need or want or desire when it comes to benefits? And obviously, it's going to take a leadership commitment if you are in an organization that is really fostering that holistic approach to address ageism in the workplace. I think it's really, really critical that you identify that. I created an article on what is age discrimination in the workplace with examples. I am going to link it. It's I didn't create the article. I actually am supplying the article. So there are some frequently asked questions on it, as well as some workplace examples of what ageism could be. Now, pay attention because it is written by a lawyer. I am not a lawyer. They don't even play one on TV for that matter. But when it comes to law or employment law, Since it is a critical, essential part of things that I do each and every day as an HR person and manager, I definitely pay attention to when employment lawyers talk. So, obviously, we want to make sure that we are compassionate as leaders in addressing ageism. You know, you want to share strategies with leaders to create an inclusive and supportive environment. You want your older workers as well as your younger workers to feel comfortable in your work. You want them to feel like this is an all inclusive, great culture for people to come into. And you want to make sure you're empathetic when you are working with ageism in the workplace. You know, you, if you, let's say you're 25 and you have somebody that comes to you and they're in their late 50s and they are experiencing ageism, really take the time to listen to what they're saying. You probably haven't experienced it yet, but if you're taking the time to listen to it, you will gain some valuable insight that hopefully you won't ever have to deal with it um, if you are listening and truly understanding. Well, as we wrap up today's episode of Dear HR Diary, I definitely hope this conversation has inspired you to reflect on the impact of ageism in the workforce. You know, let's get to managing with heart. <laughs> See what I did there? By fostering inclusivity and embracing the richness that a diverse workplace can bring. I am so excited that you joined me on this ageism journey. I hope that you will leave a five-star rating for me, that you will um, join us on our next episode. I am lining up guests to be on my podcast. If you are interested in either a topic that you would like me to explore, or if you have questions, Please feel free to hop on over to Manage with Heart. That is com, And I am happy to answer questions. Or if you want to have a fabulous spot on my podcast, drop me a line. Let's chat. Well, I hope all of you all stay fabulous, my fantastic office workplace warriors. And until next time, stay tuned and make sure you manage with heart. Well, my fellow office warriors, that's a wrap for today's episode of Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart. It's the unfiltered truth you wish they'd taught in management school. We hope you enjoyed this roller coaster ride through the intriguing realms of HR and management, complete with snark, sass, and a whole lot of heart. HR and management isn't just about policies and procedures. It's about people, passions, and the occasional workplace shenanigans. Got some interesting HR stories to share or a burning management question? reach out. We love hearing from you. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback helps keep the snark alive and the stories flowing. For more information or to book a consultation with me, go to managewithheart.com. Dear HR Diary by Manage With Heart is signing off until next time. Stay fabulous and sassy, my fellow workplace warriors.